We all think of a book or speaking on stage as the main way to create your authority. Um, but as you know, I obviously love podcasting. And today I have on authority amplifier, Melanie Benson and host of highly acclaimed Amplify Your Success podcast. And we're gonna chat about, and she's gonna share her wisdom on how to use podcasting as part of your authority boosting strategy. Howdy, welcome to the Leverage Your Podcast Show. I'm your host, Lindsay Phillips of Smooth Business Podcasting. My goal here is to help you leverage podcasting to optimize and skyrocket your visibility, authority, content, and leads by sharing insider secrets from podcast industry experts who have created a successful business through podcasting. Let's take a listen to our chat. Hey everyone, I am so pumped today to be speaking with one of my favorite peeps and who is like the queen of authority. And we're going to be talking about how to use podcasting as part of your authority boosting strategy. And um, if anyone knows anything about authority and the actual things you need to do to make it happen, it's Melanie. So welcome, Melanie. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. <laughs> awesome. It's a, so, it's one of my favorite subjects, by the way, because I think we, we oftentimes don't understand that authority is a game changer when, you know, when other people perceive our authority level, yeah. it's, it's influencing whether or not they decide we're the go-to person for them or not. I know. And I, I wanted to take one tiny step back. Cause it's like authority is such like a buzzword yeah. and it's like, you know, Oh, grow your authority. But like, what does that mean? And you did touch upon it there. So let's kind of cover like what boosting your authority even means in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. So he, I, I stumbled into this idea of authority because I realized that when people were looking at me or a potential client, and they're exploring whether or not that's going to be their service provider or the person they turn to for wisdom and advice as a coach, I recognize that um, they might be evaluating more than one uh, service provider or a similar uh, type of supplier. And when they were evaluating them, they oftentimes looked at the authority positioning, like do other people see this person as the authority? Like, are they a credible expert? Do they have influence in the community? And, you know, whether it was subconscious or conscious, it was swaying their decision. And I often say the person with the most perceived authority wins, but authority is only in the eyes of the beholder. So we can curate authority, we can craft it, we can shape it, which is what we're going to talk a little bit about today. But Unless the audience, the potential buyer or the, the person in that community who has, who's searching for someone to come speak on that event, if they don't perceive you as being an authority, mm. it's kind of like click to the next person. Sure. And so it's really important to recognize, we'll talk about this a little bit more, but like the, the connection between what you're really good at, how to position your authority, and how to make sure that it's in the right places so that the way your audience perceives it, uh, they can recognize your authority quickly. I love that. And it's like, I know I'm good at X, Y, Z, but like, how do other people perceive that or instantly mm -hmm. think that you're like a leader or an expert and that you can actually be a solution for them? Um, yeah. That's a really good way of putting, at it, putting it. And it's kind of like, I guess I hear you say as well, like, 
stop being like the best kept secret. Yeah. Well, okay. So being a best kept secret basically means, you know, you're really good at what you do and you're, when you hear, oh, Susie chose uh, the other mentor or Susie went with another accountant or Susie went with another whatever, you're thinking, man, I know, I know this person they hired. I know my stuff's way better. If you're a best kept secret, it's because you have not been able to stand out as the authority. And there's a couple parts to that. And I can't get into all of it, but how we consistently get our message, our, our wisdom in front of that audience is one piece of it and what they experience from us. Like you can put out all the content in the world. You can have a great podcast, but if you don't know how to craft your message and your, um, like your content in a way that oods authority, you'll still get passed over. So yeah. it's a one, two punch, if you will. It's like, we have to get you in the right places and we have to make sure you're shaping your message and your content bites in a way that people go, oh yeah, that like that person knows their stuff. That's awesome. And that's a really good point. Now, how do you use like podcasting? I know obviously it's an avenue to get in front of a lot of people mm -hmm. quickly, but like, how do you know if podcasting is, is the right way for you to, to boost your authority and work on that? Well, I like to think about podcasting. There's two sides of the mic, right? There's you being the host and the lead and having your own podcast or your own show that you repurpose as a podcast. And then there's guesting. Let me just tackle the guesting piece for one minute because it is absolutely one of my favorite ways to connect with an audience. Yeah. And everybody can be podcast guesting. Everybody can be a guest expert. There are no limits here. There are no know, it's uh, reasons why you shouldn't. The only reason why you shouldn't is if your audience doesn't listen to podcasts, which kind of doesn't exist. I mean, maybe babies, <laughs> right? Like babies. And maybe, maybe our elder generation it's haven't true. quite tapped into podcasting, but everything else in the middle, pretty much there's a podcast for it. So podcast guesting is absolutely one of my favorites. And there is something that happens. Wait, let me just say one other thing about podcast guesting. Podcast guesting is a great way to borrow influence. So when you're out there in the market and you want to kind of get kickstarted, you don't have your own community, you don't have a lot of followers, or you're wanting to build up, you need to be guesting on other really influential podcasts. Okay, so there's that. Now, coming back to having your own podcast, Having your own podcast is like putting a flagpole or a flag with your brand at the top of the mountain and saying, I have arrived. I've conquered the mountain. Uh, I'm here for you. Like, let me share with you how I can help you achieve your goals, how I can help you solve these big costly problems. And it's a repetitive, consistent mechanism mm -hmm. to build the no like, and trust factor. And by sheer nature of you being the host of a podcast, you in the eyes of the listener and the community at large, see you as a media host or a media personality, if you've really cultivated your brand in that way. And you are the lead person, which gives you implied authority. And the more consistent you are, the more authority and influence you build up. I loved how you phrase that because I, I think it, but I never know how to phrase it properly. And for you to say, like, put that flag on the top of the hill and like how you're shown as a leader, that's so true. Because so many people, 
you know, think that, oh, the only way I'm going to be able to showcase my authority is by guesting where it's like, well, no, you can still showcase your authority being a host, even though you're interviewing other people. And so the way you phrased that was perfect. Yeah. Well, so you could be climbing on the mountain and that's the guesting. Yeah. It's the, being the host is putting that, that flag at the top of the mountain. So people go, Hey, (laughs) she's conquered something, or he's, he's got this authority around this subject. And and I want to tap into that. And the other thing I like about being the host of the podcast is you get to choose who comes on the podcast. Mm -hmm. You get to have the um, community built around you and your message and your brand. You're able to uh, integrate ways to move those listeners into uh, prospects and buyers. And it can be done as a podcast guest, but because you don't own the media, mm-hmm. you're at the um, you're at the impact of how the host manages their show. It's true. That is so true. I love that. Um, and yeah, I love being on both sides of the mic, but you are, you are absolutely true. And being in control of that content and showcasing it and uh, getting it out there and more exposure. Now, are there things that you, like, are there mistakes that you can do like as a host or taking, sure. taking podcasting on as an authority platform? Like, do you know what I mean? Like some people may think, yeah. oh, I can just start a podcast and it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, so let me just say, I'm speaking to the people who want a podcast as part of their business marketing strategy. Mm -hmm. Okay. So there's a lot of people that start a podcast just for the fun of it because they're passionate about a subject as a hobby for them. And I love that, but that's, that's not who this message is for today. I really want to speak to the business owners who are recognizing they are a best kept secret. They're kind of invisible out there in the market. And they're like, why am I getting passed over? And I want a way, I want another way into my funnel because another thing that if you do your podcast, well, it should be uh, an extension of your first touch lead generation. Mm-hmm. So it should be a magnet to people who are going to get to know you through the podcast. I'll give you an example. And then I'll, t- I'll answer your question. Like there's been <laughs> several times in my uh, podcasting career where someone heard me speak somewhere else on a podcast at an event in some way, shape or form that you hear about the podcast, they start listening to my podcast and then they go, uh, yeah, I think I need to be your client. So, uh, nice. it is a, it's kind of like a set, like you want to be out there building your brand on other people's platforms and then bring them to your platform where you get to reinforce the connection and then inspire them to become a client. Now, I don't believe that everybody should have a podcast. I I know I am unique in this way. And I know all of my podcast production friends are like, stop saying that, Melanie. <laughs> Truly, not everyone is ready for a podcast. Uh, now, again, if you want a hobby, fine. I'm talking about serious business. So if you want to elevate your authority, check. You should have a podcast. Mm-hmm. If you want to have a way to attract a steady stream of new clients and opportunities, check. If you want to have a built-in collaboration model, because guess what? When you invite someone else to your podcast, Mm -hmm. you are activating the law of reciprocity and you're opening up a collaborative opportunity and potentially a client opportunity, but more often than not a collaboration where it's like, hey, like, what else are you doing? What kind of clients are you serving? Maybe we should explore some other ways we could promote each other and support each other. 
check. So the, the other piece of this though, is you had to be willing to invest yes. in a podcast that is a high quality marketing vehicle with a consistent brand and image or, and message, sorry, because where I see a lot of people go wrong is they just kind of jump in and start a podcast all willy nilly and their branding doesn't make sense. And they've got a podcast title and message that has zero uh, interest to their ideal audience that um, they don't really have a marketing plan. They're just like, if I build it, they will come. Trust me, yeah. launching your podcast on Apple is one of 200 yeah. things you're exactly. going to do to get your podcast to have traction. You know, the good news is podcasting is popular. The bad news is podcasting is popular. And there's a 2 million <laughs> podcasts out there right True. now, right? So you, you still have to market your podcast to make it effective. And the last thing I'll say, so again, check if you're willing to be consistent and invest mm -hmm. in it, is you need a lead generation strategy off your podcast. Big, big, big mistake is putting out great content with no call to action. Agreed. I was working with a woman a couple of years ago who had a podcast. She'd been, she had her podcast for seven years, super passionate, really like so in her heart. She wanted to make a big difference in the world. I loved everything about her. And she's like, but my podcast isn't doing anything. And I'm like, well, how are you marketing it? She goes, marketing it. I go, where, well, where is it at? And she goes, um, Apple. I'm like, do, what are you doing to get more listeners? Yeah. Um, nothing. Oops. And so I, part of having a podcast means you have to have a way yeah. to draw in listeners and then turn those listeners into excited uh, potential clients, like invite them to an event, invite them to a call with you, uh, give away some of your resources, sh you know, share a way that they can get onto your list. And so then you can nurture them on your list and engage them into uh, some kind of a uh, opportunity to get their problems solved with you. So you need an active strategy, not a passive strategy. Oh, I like that. That's a good line, Melanie. And yeah, you need to be intentional and strategic and not, to me, I'm like, I always use the line, you can't just throw spaghetti against the wall and hope it sticks. Um, that too. <laughs> <laughs> Which, but you know, here's the thing, either you don't know how to do it or you're not making time for it. Mm, and if good. you're going to have a podcast, I mean, there's a way to handle the, the, how to do it. It's like they hire you, you know, you don't have to do it yourself. You can hire yeah. someone really great to, you know, you, you, you handle so much of my podcast getting out in the world that I would never have time for. And I don't know even how to do half of it, but you also have to make it a priority. Agreed. I know. And so you touched upon an item that was like collaboration and influence and partnering with people in there. And I know we're talking about authority, but like, to me, this is like one of my favorite parts about podcasting because it's like that whole thing about like, who's in your circle and your sphere of influence, um, which does affect your authority. Um, so can you speak to that a little bit? Cause I just sure. think it's really important. Yeah. Uh, so the, the, I, I have like five thoughts just went through my head all at once. Um, with a podcast, I, so this is my ninth year, I think maybe actually my 10th year in podcasting. Oh, wow. And when I first started my podcast, I felt like I needed a way 
to give visibility to potential partners mm. without having to promote them to my list. Because I recognized I have a very, I'm, I'm very particular about what I email my community. I don't want to be sending everything that I get asked to promote out to my email list. It, and there's a lot of amazing things from books to uh, workshops to programs that people ask me to promote. And I can't, but I can have a conversation with them and illuminate the value of their book or their offering or yeah. their whatever their, their thing is. And give them a lot of exposure, traffic, and leads. I, I actually have people tell me they get clients off my interviews that they do with me on my That's podcast. Awesome. Yeah. It's why we're probably going to be moving to a, a sponsored <laughs> episode <laughs> in the very near future. Why is <laughs> Because it? it is a lot of time, money, and energy going into producing a podcast. But that being said, um, when you are going to have your own podcast, you had to keep very clear, like why, what is my big why for the podcast? For me, mm. it started with, I love talking to people. I have the most amazing conversations with people. And I wanted to share those conversations. I wanted to be able to highlight great experts that I didn't yeah. have space for. And then I realized, you know, this is actually a great client attraction mechanism as well. And it helps position me in authority. And it helps elevate me from being in the sea of many to being one of few who are willing to put yeah. out a consistent podcast and a successful podcast amplify your success podcast my second podcast is in the top five percent of business podcasts worldwide that's amazing. that takes time energy and yes. effort to to accomplish that and it's because people listen regularly I love that. And it's funny because when I started out, I was like, okay, I just want to like get my name out there and, you know, get leads kind of a thing. And it's the collaboration part of it and the relationship part of it that I didn't anticipate or really think about, but that's actually my favorite part. Like some of them I've done partnerships with, or I've gotten speaking opportunities or just created friendships and, you know, joint venture opportunities. And it, it amazing how many doors it opens up that I totally didn't anticipate. Yep. Totally true. You know, I was thinking about too, um, if you're going to start your own podcast, one of the things that I think is really important is to make sure that there is congruency between what you want to accomplish mm -hmm. and how you design everything from your title to your talking points, to the guests that you bring in. Um, there is, it's very easy to get misaligned with your desired outcome because you get on the machine called let's produce a podcast. And all of a sudden you're like, <laughs> you know, two years in and you're like, I'm not getting any, uh, plans yeah. from this podcast. What's happened. I was working with a client who has an amazing brand and podcast. He's out of Australia. And he had heard about like my podcast being successful and some of the other clients I was working with and the results I was getting. And he was like, can you help me with my podcast? Like I actually am putting so much money and time in this podcast and I'm not seeing anything. The downloads mm. aren't going up. So I did a podcast audit and um, a strategy audit. And what I found very quickly was his podcast name had zero to do with what he did, what oh, he really? offered. And he had started the podcast, a brand iteration back. And mm. the brand iteration made sense then, but then he kept evolving and kept fine tuning his client and, and what he was doing. And so his offering was over here, his brand positioning for his podcast was over here and they were not, <laughs> they were not totally connecting. Disconnect. Right. 
And so we did a really simple brand rebrand on his podcast. And it was really fun because, you know, I interviewed him for the relaunch and all that. And, and he got a huge bump out of his podcast. All of a sudden his podcast was like getting new downloads again. It was getting new uh, clients from it. He was getting consults booked. And so sometimes it's just a really simple brand pivot that will help you reconnect the dots, but start with the end of mind. Start with the end of mind. If you're going to launch a podcast, I'm, I'm talking with a client right now and he's like, oh, I, I, I want to get this podcast out. And I'm like, great. What do you want it to do? He's like, oh, I don't know. Clients? <laughs> I'm like, well, yeah. good. let's decide. Because when you're two years in and you've invested a lot of time and money, we want to make sure this podcast is designed to get you what you want. Yeah. And you don't get, you know, $10,000 in and go, wait, what am I getting out of this? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And you're so good though, at like pinpointing, like where something's not going right and like where that gap is and like where it needs to be. It's like, I don't know, you always blow me away. You just like look at something and you're like, bingo. (laughs) I mean, you could be thinking about it for days and weeks and months. Why isn't this working? Um, yeah. So, well, that's the fresh eyes, Yeah, thing, you know, when but you just your you, expertise and how you view yeah. things and how you understand yeah. people. It's, it's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. I accept I, you know, 21 years in, I've kind of got a certain lens of how I look at things now. And, <laughs> and, you know, I guess one of my superpowers is, is I can see the gap between what somebody wants and how they've designed something and how it's performing in the market. And I can see it the ways that like a potential listener might, or the way a potential client might. And when I look at it from that perspective, I can say, oh yeah, I think this is why it's not working. Super hard to do for yourself, by the way. It's harder yes, for me to is. do for myself. And I, I think if you're going to have a podcast, well, let me take a step back. Anything you do to build your authority, yeah. to attract clients, to share your message so that people understand how you can help them solve their problems. We want to always go through the exercise of what is the most costly problem my clients are struggling with? What is my message and what is my offer that's going to help them solve or what's my offer? And then what's a message? And then here's the fourth thing. And I've been doing this behind the scenes with clients. And I recently realized like, I haven't really been sharing this at all. It's kind of been like the secret weapon type thing. But the fourth thing is what's your model? What's your signature model that when somebody is hearing about you and they're and they're learning about your work and you talk about your four-part model or your two-step this yeah. or your seven-step that or whatever, that they go, oh, that's a that makes sense. And first of all, it's a mnemonic memory thing, like it locks it in. But secondly, yeah. again, it elevates your authority. And when you put these four pieces together and you're consistent about bringing these this uh, offer message and formula or, or your model out in the world, people really start to grab on and then you become the go-to choice when they're ready to do something about it. Yeah, that's so true. I mean, we could talk about even just that little one component for like forever. It's so good. Yeah, we could do a whole training on it, right? <laughs> yes, you could. <laughs> mm. Maybe we will. <laughs> I know, right? Um, so again, that is such great advice. And again, I love the way you phrase things because it just makes it sink in that that much better where it's like, ah, oh, right. 
um, which is perfect. Now, you, of course, being the um, authority amplifier, I know you have more amazing tips on how to build your authority. There is more than one strategy and more than one variable than just launching a podcast, as Melanie mentioned. Um, how can people find out more tips on how to grow their authority? Yeah, sure. Well, of course, we want you to listen to Amplifier Success Podcast. Yeah. That would be uh, that would be step number one. But a really valuable resource we have open right now is called uh, the Authority Roadmap. Is how to go from being an expert to being a highly paid authority in eight simple steps. And it's a downloadable guide with the steps that included. And I talk about what what's involved in each of them. So you can kind of do a self-assessment Ooh, and a little nice. check-in and say, do I have this component working in my business? And then I have a, a special training that goes with it that you can access if you'd like, where I help you pull all the puzzle pieces together and really prioritize like what's going to okay. move the needle for me towards, because uh, you know, basically we all have wisdom. I want you to learn how to transform that wisdom into wealth as a, a highly paid authority. Awesome. And where can they go to grab it? Oh gosh, that's an important part, isn't it? Authorityamplifiers.com. <laughs> That's with a plural. Yeah, authorityamplifiers.com. We'll have that in the uh, in the notes as well. So thanks again. I always love chatting with you and thanks collaborating and working with you. And of course, um, yeah, check out Melanie. She is so great at just dialing in that whole process, coaching you through it. Um, yes, I'm super grateful for you. Thank you. Me too. And I'm just going to, I had to end with saying, like, if you're thinking about getting a podcast out in the world. I recommend Lindsay to every Aww. single one of my clients. She is my go-to <laughs> podcast uh, production and marketing team. I recommend every one of my clients to her. So you cannot go wrong and you can get very right results when you're using uh, Lindsay and her team for your podcast. That was nice of you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll see you soon, folks. Thanks, Melanie. Bye. And that is a wrap for this episode of the Leverage Your Podcast Show. Your next step is to head to leverageyourpodcastshow.com to listen to more episodes to get more insider secrets. And if you're looking to get more listeners and more leads through podcasting, be sure to grab my free podcast promotion guide sharing five easy ways to promote your podcast in under 40 minutes. Simply head to promoteyourpodcastguide.com. See you soon.